everyone. Welcome to episode 190 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week, actually last week, we had our St. Patty's Day party. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we had one of our friends bring us, was a six pack? Of, yeah, it was a six pack. Of some harp Irish, Irish beer. beer. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're having. We didn't get to try it because we were drinking whiskey. Whiskey all night, Irish whiskey all night. And mm-hmm. so we figured this would be great. Yeah. And we still have something for next week that was brought to the party too. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Uh-huh. Okay, did anybody have any of the beer? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think Mikey and Angie did because they brought it. Oh, okay. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Yeah. I think there's a couple gone. Oh, okay. Yeah. I believe. I don't know. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was a lot of fun. A lot, a lot. Yeah. Cool. Uh, So, this week, we are going to be talking about four conversations that great couples should should be having or have. Yeah, great couples are having these conversations. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's one of those things where you look at it and it's like, well, we aren't talking about that. Does that mean we're not a great couple? Yep. <laughs> That's what it means. Yeah. So it's just one of those kind of standards that you, when you start to talk to highly successful marriages and you learn about highly successful long-term relationships and things that, that couples say, these are four things that just really stick out that are naturally part of their I guess, tenure as a couple mm-hmm. that they're very open with, that they they converse about and they openly communicate about. Um, and it just kind of sets a precedence for, you know, the basis of all their communication. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's... Everybody's always like, you got to communicate and they do the wrong type of communication. Right. And these are four common things that the top one percenters yeah, are are having are having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, before we get started with that, uh, Seth has his dumbass post of the week. Yep, this one uh, popped up straight out of Instagram. It says if I block you and you find another way to contact me, we giving it another shot. <laughs> you know, you those that type of sentiment is really geared towards this. Obviously, unhealthy relationship, but this willingness to go back to what didn't work. Mm-hmm. I know. And that's why guys or girls do that type of stuff after breakup. Oh, my gosh. I know. Like, you see you see it happen so much where, uh, and I don't know, I don't know who, you know, which person does it more than the other, if it's a female thing. To mm-hmm. me, it seems like it's more of a female thing, always going back to the dude. Yeah, I would agree. But I could be wrong. Um, but you see girls go back to these pieces of shit dudes mm-hmm. all the time. And I just don't get it. Like, I don't know. I, I probably don't get it because I left mm-hmm. and I left. Yeah. It, I, it wasn't... I'm I'm coming back or mm-hmm. let me give this another shot. Yeah. It was when I was done, I was done. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't get these, that mentality. Well, and it's one of those weird things. I don't, and, and uh, this new generation of young woman does this a lot where they end a relationship and they go through the great links and effort to unfriend the person, block the person, block their phone number, do everything so they can't basically be in contact with this bad habit they have and then they end up just taking all that shit down a few weeks later anyway yeah i know i know yeah oh my gosh i know it's so like i don't it irritates me that like i don't know they they really they make it sound and seem uh, and i guess we all roll our eyes to the people that do do this and Mm -hmm. then get back with the (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with the partner but uh yeah they they really act like and i don't know if they're really if they really believe that they're this time i'm done mm-hmm. but it's never done and <laughs> yeah, it's a game uh-huh. i think it's a game that and, and i do agree it is women to do this mm-hmm. it's a game that they're playing mm-hmm. they, they have to know either you're stupid either you're very 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 stupid 
or you're willingly and knowingly playing playing a game. Mm-hmm. That's your only two options. I know. Either dumb as shit, or you're just a straight up glutton for punishment. Yeah, I know. Because there's no, you know, especially when there hasn't been a change in behavior. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm sorry, baby. It's not a change in behavior. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not. I can't live without you. It's not a change in behavior. Mm-mm. You know. Yeah. I think women do this thinking that they're really a catch and that somebody else will get them mm-hmm. and they're not a catch and they find out that that piece of shit is exactly what they deserve so they go back to them. Yeah, I know. That's that's uh, that, that's true. my new my new favorite mantra. You're with the person you deserve. Yeah. I know. Everybody. Uh-huh. And if you want to change it, you need to be worth more. Mhm. And you can. But you're with the person you deserve. Mhm. Yep. I know. I know we talked about that like and maybe we can have an episode full episode about that because yeah because like even we were with the people that we deserved in our previous relationships Mm -hmm. so um if that tells you you know how we really feel about that it's I mean it's true yeah uh so like I said we are going to be talking about the four conversations that great couples have Mm -hmm. uh we you know, we're I guess we're really trying to to do things to where to make sure that we are helping mm-hmm. uh you guys and all of our listeners and and make sure that you can implement some of these good things in in your life about good relationships and uh instead of and it's fun to it's fun to talk shit about couples and and all that but but sometimes it is like, okay, we need to be helping mm-hmm. and putting good information out there for you guys. Right. So the first conversation that couples, that great couples are having is they are talking about their fi- about finance, about their finances. Yeah. And I think, keep in mind as we cover these, these are not things that these four couples argue about. Mm-hmm. Fighting every two weeks on payday about your finances is not put you in this category. Mm-mm. These are civilized conversations that are handled very intently, that not um, intentionally, not. Yeah, oh be gosh, intentional. I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm blinking on the word I was going to say, but it, it's it's not a heated debate or argument. Mm-hmm. It is a conversation because you're both affected by it and you're both involved with it. Um, so it is open, healthy communication, not arguing, not bickering, not disagreeing, none of that. It's not a negative conversation. It's, it's, it, and that's how all four of these are. Mm-hmm. Is it's, it's open communication for the better. Yeah, yes, yeah. So, and finance is, yeah, is definitely something that you need to be talking about and you need to be talking about pretty i mean at least when you're with each other if you're with each other you not like when you're still courting or anything like that i don't think but you need to be starting to talk about finances pretty early on in your relationship well i I think understanding in in the dating period you have to understand each other's financial situations Mm -hmm. i mean there's people that i've seen get with someone who had you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. You should not be with that person. No. Period. Mm-hmm. That is that is a uphill battle that you are now going to have to fight with them. The minute you get married, their debt becomes your debt. Mm-hmm. So th- there are some conversations that obviously need to take place before you're married. And I don't remember why or when we talked about finances. Well, I know that for me personally... It was, I mean, because I had just gotten out of a long relationship. Both of us did. But uh, I got out of a long relationship. I was renting an apartment with my ex. And I had to move back in to my house or to my parents' house. And at the time, I was, I personally was really trying to, to figure out how am I going to because I, I did not want to stay with my living with my parents for very long. Mm-hmm. It I knew that it was going to be a temporary thing whether I lived on my own or moved in with you. Mm-hmm. That was it I was going to move out, period. And I remember like 
talking about that kind of stuff with you because I re- we really like went through kind of a budget sheet which we we have even currently and uh like what I could afford and how much debt I had mm-hmm. and it was really you know just trying to for me it was really trying to get myself back on my feet mm-hmm. and live a new life without another income <laughs> right but uh, i mean obviously eventually we ended up living together instead of me moving mm-hmm. in on my own yeah and, and I, for us it it just it made sense mm-hmm. because we had no issues mm-hmm. um and we had i felt we had dated long enough that that was the next organic step to take mm-hmm. and it was just timing and, and I knew that I I wasn't gonna bring it up until I knew you were ready to try to move out of your your parents house mm-hmm. and I didn't know what that would be because I knew you were you wanted to see what your income was going to be you wanted to see you know um, you know how you what that would look like if you were on your own and I was doing the same thing I didn't know I had you know recently gotten a new position and I want to see how that leveled out I wanted to see with um you know, my, my income and the debt that I had in my, with my previous relationship, trying to get that paid off, what would that look like? Um, but I, I I think you're right. I think that that, when it was, I mean, it wasn't anything that was forced. Mm -mm. It was literally just a casual conversation Mm -hmm. on where, you know, how much, like, oh, life still got, you know, my, my ex left me with this Best Buy bill and this credit card bill, and she wants me to pay for her college as well. So I'm trying to figure out, you know, what can I pay off? And then we got this this furniture, mm-hmm. you know, debt. We we had several things of debt that I was I was putting every expendable penny I had because I that was the only thing that besides my son, that was the only thing that connected me to her. And mm-hmm. I wanted that connection done. Yeah. I just wanted it over with. Um and so I was trying to figure out how to pay it off as quickly as possible without, you know, once again being broke or mm-hmm. not being able to have any kind of life or do stuff with my son or with you. And so I, I think there was probably just some conversation about that, but we've never really had an issue talking about the finances. No, and, it's never been uncomfortable. Well, like, and and it's never been like, uh, where are you spending your money and mm-hmm. and all of that. It's just been it's just been open. And so I think that being open and honest, like. I think that I think it's a, a red flag if if someone really I don't know I guess like if somebody is like really rich maybe I could see them being like why why do you need to know mm-hmm. <laughs> what I'm spending but at the same time I don't know I think that that's just, it's still kind of weird like you should be open with your yeah. partner yeah if you can't trust your partner about your own personal finances that's a huge red flag mm-hmm. um, you know and I think that. We, we we didn't try to hide anything from each other. Either. Mm-hmm. I think some people are embarrassed by their debt. I think some people are ashamed of what they've had or they just are intentionally like, yeah, I don't want them to know about this. None of their business. It, it, it was before I met them. But once again, once you get married, that debt becomes our debt. Mm-hmm. And whether you want it to or not or whether you promise that you're going to take care of it. Or not. And that was one of, one of our own, not really stipulations. We just knew we weren't going to get married mm-hmm. until... You paid your debt off before I did. Yeah. But I knew, I didn't want to marry you until I had no debt with my ex-wife. Yeah. Um, and that's why I ended up paying off her debt that tied to me at the end because she wasn't doing it. Mm-hmm. So I just paid it off to cut the tie. Um, and so I think that, you know, because we didn't have anything to hide, it just, you know, once again, it kind of set a precedence that we've never had anything mm-hmm. to hide unless we're like around the holidays hiding what we're buying each other yeah yeah that's um, the only time but but we we talk about our finances every two weeks uh-huh. at a minimum at when, a minimum yeah when i get paid we talk about our finances we talk about what we owe we talk about what we're paying off we talk about what we're saving we talk about you know what we're spending we we, we talk about all of it at least every two weeks mm-hmm. um so it's just a constant conversation and and the reason this is important is if you're in one of those relationships where one of you is the only one that's hands-on with your finances, the other one is completely hands-off and in the dark, that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. That's a problem. I'm not saying that you still can't have one that 
handles everything, but the other person needs to know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. We, I know. we have a, a shared calendar. It's actually your calendar. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, no, it's our calendar, I think. No, it's yours, isn't it? Well, it's through our. I guess whenever I log in, it says Crystal. Oh, well, it, because it's our wedding. It was our wedding uh, invite email. Oh, okay. Remember? I guess. Yeah. Um, but it says your name on it. Yeah. That's what I, I think, think I created it. Yeah. But that's where we, we track all of our bills every month mm-hmm. on what it is. And we can look at it. We can see it. And I mark, you know, when it's due and when it's paid off. And, and, and we, we use that same financial worksheet all the time mm-hmm. for where we're at and what we're trying to do and balancing our budget and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, and like, you know, because people people probably think well you know maybe maybe that's easy for for you guys to say because you have more money than we do or 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 whatever but like because we literally started with not very much Mm -hmm. not very much money at all and so like we we had to talk about uh setting a budget or having having a an allowance. Yeah, we gave ourselves a low allowance uh-huh, in cash every, yeah, that we could week. spend mm-hmm. during the week. Mm-hmm. And that was it. You mm-hmm. if you if you blew it all at the gas station on monsters and donuts, you were done. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? Uh-huh. And so it was and, and and whenever we've hit points where it's like, you know what, we need to we need to save this money for here, we got to buckle down. We can't yeah. do this. It, it's not it's not uncomfortable. It's not threatening. It's not upsetting. It's not an argument. It's literally two adults talking about what they need to do best. And yeah. people become overly sensitive mm-hmm. about finances, especially couples who keep everything separate from one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is still odd to me. I know. Uh, married couples that have completely separate accounts. Your money's your money. My money's my money. Yeah, that's weird. That is yeah. so weird to me. I, I don't I don't understand that. Um, Mm-mm. Once again, I get it if one of your partners is an idiot mm-hmm. with finances. But like, why are you with that idiot if you can't? Yeah, trust him, mm-hmm. him or her with your money. <laughs> yeah, with their even their money. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, uh-huh. one of you blows it and the other one saves it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So I, but I do at least get that where it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I have my own account. If I didn't, you know, he would spend every penny I had in there. Yeah. So I'm, I let him blow his money, and then I basically use my money to pay for our stuff, mm-hmm. you know, which isn't fair, but I at least get it. Yeah. Um. So, and those are all financial situations you need to fix and straighten up anyway. But being able to, that's once again, that's conversations you should be having. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And if you have them and you communicate regularly like two high-functioning adults, you don't need separate bank accounts. No, no. Because I think all four of these are, it's really about being on the same page. Oh, for that, sure. That's what they all boil down to uh-huh. is, is you're on the same page with four major life topics. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it is. Uh huh. Yeah, so, I agree. And and you you don't have to be a, a master communicator or wordsmith to have these conversations. You just need to be comfortable enough with your partner and trust your partner to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not rocket surgery. <laughs> <laughs> rocket surgery <laughs> yeah i know well because so and and finance because finance will be with you forever mm-hmm. i mean throughout your entire relationship from the beginning to the end and and that's and you know that is that includes you know saving for a house and or your down payment or whatever and then also for saving for or getting life insurance policy, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like you need to be thinking about these things and you need to understand how all of that works. And you you need to understand how to talk to your partner without it being an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you both should know where the collective money is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plain and simple. I know. Yeah, I know. So I don't, with... With the finance piece and and all of that, you really need to think about your future. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously finance kind of ties into that. But where are you going? Where where are you going in your relationship? Are you are you guys growing together? Um, are And are you talking about this? Mm-hmm. 
you need to be talking about your future together. Yeah, I mean, ha- having your eyes on the horizon, looking forward three years, five years, 25 years, 35 years, whatever it is, and once again, being on the same page and openly communi- communicating about that is, is key. You know, a lot of us, uh, e- even even taking a big step back to that start of that relationship, I think that that's where... For, I mean, that, that would be a big green flag for me of showing that a couple has the legs, that they've had these conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I talk to couples, or you hear about couples all the time, that like they get engaged, they get married, they move in together, and they haven't had major life conversations. Well, what's your perspective on children? Mm-hmm. What's your perspective on how to raise those children? What's your perspective on how to discipline those children? Do you want our kid to go to public school or private school? What religion are you what religion do we instill in our child i mean there's major things that create conflict down the road because people are too stupid and in dumb love to have rational conversations during their dating period their courtship and even their engagement Mm -hmm. and then they find out after they get married and that's where you find out people don't have anything in common yeah um and i think there's very basic conversations that need to happen during that courtship phase of how do you see spending your free time is it with me is it us doing something or do you have a hobby that you do with just the guys every weekend mm-hmm. or do you have a hobby that you do with just the girls every weekend is there something that you know is tethering you to prior commitments that's going to keep you from being fully committed to this relationship um and and those are things that people just kind of put off mm-hmm. and if you're one of those people or you're in that relationship where you're you're like oh well time will tell or oh, it's, gosh. In, it's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. You're who I'm talking to. Yeah, you're not planning. You're just hoping on dumb luck that it'll work out. And and the frustrating thing from my perspective is, it seems like people like that it fucking works out. <laughs> I know, and it I drives know. me nuts. And I'm know. like, how did you just fall into this shit? Yeah, you didn't plan. You didn't think about it. You didn't work. You just basically fell into it. Now. It does catch up with them. Oh, it does. It always, always, it always catches does. up with them. Yeah. But you see him get like a good lucky bounce. I'm like, you mm-hmm. didn't do shit. Yeah. Like, you don't what the that. fuck? You didn't like, plan for that. You didn't work yeah. for that. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but but I think it does start with, with that, that courtship phase of, of having those future type of conversations. Where where do we see ourselves? I mean, if you're dating and you're, you're living in a shithole apartment, if you have not talked about how you're getting out of that shithole apartment, you two are too dumb to marry one another. Yeah, well, and, you know, I, I'm thinking about this, and I don't, it doesn't have to be this weird, awkward conversation. Yeah. Because I think that, you know, people could think that that's going to be, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be like when you're like when you're in, in an interview and they ask you, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't have to be like that, but... You need to, I don't know, constantly ha- constantly talk and have these conversations to where you know that this is going somewhere. Mm-hmm. And even like, even for us, even like with, uh, even that whole weird, awkward conversation that most people have when they start dating mm-hmm. and then they're like, where do we stand? Uh-huh. You know, they, everyone has that weird, awkward conversation usually we didn't i was gonna say not everybody we, we didn't, didn't have it but uh we just knew that we were together or at least i i made it clear that we were together then <laughs> because i i put her in a relationship on facebook right oh yeah no but um but yeah it doesn't have to be that weird awkward conversation about your future you just talk about it mm-hmm. and it you should be able to have that conversation and not feel weird about it because if that is the person that you're wanting to grow with and grow old with and spend the rest of your life with why why would you feel uncomfortable about it yeah yeah and i mean even and i'm i'm very hesitant to say publicly what we talked about but whenever we had our future conversation uh, the day I asked you to move in mm-hmm. with me, we, or with us, me and Seth, 
I, I knew I wasn't nervous about bringing it up. I wasn't. I didn't feel weird. I was comfortable enough with you, even in in the short period of time we dated. Once again, the things we said, we already knew each other almost a year when we started dating. So I was comfortable enough enough around you. I just wanted to ask the question. Um, but there was one big thing that I knew was a potential deal breaker that we had not talked about. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know what your thoughts were about the future. And it wasn't five years from now, 10 years from now. It was literally 40 like years, 40 from, years now. from now. What are What are your plans or your thoughts about X? And luckily, you had thought about it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, a lot of times when you have those type of conversations you're springing it on the person and they've never thought about it. And that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. That if they're like, well, I don't know. I've never thought about that. That's a red flag. We know or, a lot of people like that. Or we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when, when we, we get, get to, to it. it. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. it, the, the procrastination type of attitude doesn't work either. Those are red flags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even go into the conversation trying to identify, well, I'm going to ask her this and let's see if it's a red flag. I just, it, I didn't think that way at the mm-hmm. time. Um, it was literally like, you know, we need to have this conversation. I'm ready to ask you to move in with me, but I know that if this situation right here is going to be side B of the coin and I want it to be side A, we may potentially just be wasting each other's times Mm -hmm. or time. And so we just had to have the conversation and we did and it went fine. Mm -hmm. It went great because we fucking talked about it. Yeah. Um, we didn't have to work anything out. We didn't get. It wasn't heated. It wasn't a. It was. It. It went. It went the best way that I would have wanted it to. I just didn't think it would go that good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I think that you know sometimes we we did we did that one really good episode on on questions you need to ask, ask before, before you get before married. You get married, yeah, um, that's that was a and good I, one. I I need to listen to that one again because it was uh-huh. a long time ago, but. That's a really good one. And, and if you're listening, you're like, we've been married five years. We haven't had half those conversations. Mm-hmm. Have them. Oh, I know. Um, but that's that sparked conversation in other people that had people reach out and be like, well, no, you've got me worried. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but there it's good topics and it's things that you need to discuss. And so starting from that initial courtship and that relationship phase of where are we at? Talk about the big questions talk about it and we know a lot of people that get married where one of them wants to have kids and one of them doesn't and they mm-hmm. both think that each other's going to change their fucking mind or one of them does or doesn't and the other one is indifferent mm-hmm. and then they finally develop the opposite opinion yeah I know. Um, and and so i think that you know those are things you need firm answers on if you're like you know what i don't want kids and your 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 soon-to-be wife is like yeah, I mean, I, I I really don't care. I could be a mom. I could just be a trophy wife. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You need a definite answer. You do, yeah. You need to have uh-huh. an answer. That was one of the questions that when we started dating, you were still in your 20s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the I, I guess, stereotype of, you know, well, once a woman starts getting older and, and she gets in her 30s, she's going to realize her biological clock is yeah. ticking and she's going to regret not having children. And that was one of the things that was like, yeah, we need to, I need to know. Well, I know. And, and so many people like told me that You're gonna I'm going to change my mind. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. still haven't changed my mind. <laughs> well, and that was, I mean, I, I had people very close to you mm-hmm. tell me that you wanted kids and yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was just absolutely not yeah. true. They obviously didn't know me yeah. well. <laughs> God. And so, uh, you know, I think that, I think that more of that, uh, that was really more of, why don't you convince her to have kids? Yeah. And it's like, look, people, I've had a vasectomy. I ain't getting that reversed. I know. Snip, I mean, snip, snip, snip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going back and forth. I'm <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah. I know. My three balls can't take it again. <laughs> 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 um, no, so, but I think there was more of, I think that was kind of the angle to it. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, if, if you if you said you wanted another kid, I bet she would. No, I mean, nobody actually said that, but that's kind of how, how, how I took it. Yeah. Because um, that, that was always kind of the, that's why I did that April Fool's joke that year. <laughs> because it was any time we were like, oh, we've got exciting news. The first thing out of people's mouth was, uh, you're, you're pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> no, I said exciting. <laughs> Not awful, horrible, shitty news. <laughs> oh, I said <geez>. exciting. <laughs> 
You're funny. Um, but that for you know, th- those are things couples need to have a talk about before they even get married. Yeah. So going back to you know these top tier type of relationships, the future is just something that you're always talking about. Mm-hmm. Maybe not every two weeks like we do with the finances, mm-hmm. but. It, I mean, we talk about where we're going to live. We talk oh about gosh, what we're going to yeah. be able to set aside. We talk about what our our senior years will look like yeah. and where we want to spend them and how we want to spend them because those are important things. I mean, we, we did that really, really great episode on great divorce. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is a result of not having these fucking conversations. Oh, gosh, yes. The first 20 to 25 years of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And being like, well, now we're retired and... He just wants to sit around and watch TV, and I want to go join the tennis club and the golf team, and, and I want to go travel, and, and he don't want to do anything. Well, once again, did you news talk that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. yesterday. I mean, yeah. y- y- there shouldn't be a shocker, <clears throat> mm-hmm. unless somebody's just flat out lying about what they want to do. I know. Yeah, I you know. I know. That's and and, and I see people do that, uh-huh, too. They do. And, and we've heard those stories of, of, of a man or woman that that promises someone as they get engaged, as they're going to get married, they're going to have a certain kind of life, they're going to have certain kind of extracurricular activities, and then they just don't do shit. I know. So that does happen, but that's where you have to hold your partner accountable. Mm-hmm. They need to live up to your ex- to, to your to the expectations they that set. they've given. Yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. not that you have an unrealistic expectation. Uh-huh. They told you they were going to do stuff. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's a different conversation. But I think constant or continually having, because th- those conversations change. Oh yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, they, they they've changed throughout our our yeah. relationship. We, we we have a conversation early on about where we want to go and how we want to do this, and it's like, well, you know, we're finding ourselves in a different situation now. Maybe we don't want to do that. Maybe we would want to live here. You mm-hmm. know, and 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 so they morph and they change, and that's what they should be. It's not about having a plan. Yeah. And sticking to it. It's just about always having the conversation. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, you want to get more? Yeah. I just wanted to. Okay. Whenever we were going to jump into the next one, but I didn't want to cut you off yet. That's oh. why I just pointed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I think that like <clears throat> with the, with the future and everything, I think that you, you really just. Uh, you, yeah, you, you need to, you need to make sure that you're growing though. Mm -hmm. And if you're not having these conversations, you're definitely not growing Mm -hmm. in your relationship and you just don't want to, or you, I don't know. I don't know if people just don't think about it. They get complacent. Yeah. I I, I think, and, and once again, I think it is a, a mentality thing. I, you know. We're both kind of planners, mm-hmm. you know. We, it's not that either one of us need a strict itinerary. Um, I know, like, you like to gather thoughts, and I mean, anybody that ever watches this, I never have a notebook in front of me. <laughs> yeah, Crystal I... just bought an actual old school daily planner. I did because she wants to write down. I what she's I, gonna I do. like it. I I have to I have to have a to do list, and I have to like actually write it down. And literally check off as you get things done. Yeah, yeah. as I, and it just helps me. Mm-hmm. It, it helps me plan. I don't know. Right. The <laughs> only thing I do that with is the gym. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and yeah, food. you do. Mm-hmm. But but I think that for most of the stuff, but, but even you being like that, I'm probably the one that wants more of a rigid plan than you. I know. Yeah, you're right. So it's weird yeah. how you, we operate differently. Uh-huh. But I I need. Because I'm always when you're like, oh, we're, uh, I don't even can't even think of an example. Um, you know, uh, oh, so and so's they're 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 gonna have a birthday party. I'm like, well, when? And you're like, um, I think the birthday's on whatever. It's like, well, where are they doing it at? I, I'm the one that is like, I need to know who it is, where it's at, what, what time, time, what do we bring, what when's time it gonna it be ends? over, and yeah. most importantly, do I have to fucking go? <laughs> You know, so I want I want the full picture yeah. of what and we're I'm doing. like I don't know. We'll I just found out, out. Yeah. like it's it's okay if we don't know everything right, all of the details right now. And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. well, what about this? Is there a theme? <laughs> yeah. Do we have to do this? <laughs> what about that? Uh-huh. Is that the same day as you know? So so I immediately like start logically looking at it. Uh-huh. Um, so it is funny that our conversations about the future aren't either one of those. You're not like, 
Like, we'll figure it out when we get there. I know. And yeah. I'm not like, I need to know. By the time that we're 50, we need to have, you know, so I'm not like that. So uh-huh. it is weird that on a day-to-day, we operate differently than we do really about our future. I know. Yeah. You know, thinking about your future, I think it goes, it really goes hand in hand with taking care of yourself and thinking about your health as well. Mm-hmm. Because your health is... It's going to be with you your entire life, too. If you don't However take short or long that is. Yeah. And taking care of yourself is another conversation that you need to be having mm-hmm. with your partner. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of, I think you really hit on a lot of it earlier whenever you said, you know, it's about growth. And I think that, you know, obviously us being very connected to the fitness industry, we, we talk about this probably more than anything. Yeah. And so it's it's just second nature for us, but taking care of yourself and, and the longevity that you bring to the table. It's so funny how how many issues with either your personal well-being, your mental health, your physical health, your, your sex drive, your attitude, your outlook on life, all of that is directly correlated to your fitness level. Oh, yeah. Um, and so... I think that because, you know, we are open with what we're doing, um, you know, either in physical fitness or nutrition or whatever it is we're going through Excuse me. <clears throat> with those that it's once again, just a natural organic part of our, you know, common conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should be able you should be able to have those conversations with one another. Um, And and while I think probably at first glance, these are conversations that couples that are in shape have. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you start having these when you're out of shape, you will become in in shape. shape. I know. Well, and and like, that's the thing. And I think that it's, it's hard to, to say that you, how you can bring it up and everything. Uh, because like, even for us, cause I was not in shape when we met. Well, neither one of us was. And yeah. And uh, again, I guess we grew together mm-hmm. and, uh, but it was, it didn't, it wasn't like you telling me that I need to lose weight or anything like that. It was all when it's hard to say, like, cause I'm, I'm thinking like, for me, it was when I was ready mm-hmm. to to make a change in my life, and I wanted I I said I wanted to make a change, and then you were supported that mm-hmm. you supported me through through all of it, and we both made the change together, mm-hmm. and I think that me being able to talk to you about about it and have that conversation like I don't feel good about myself mm-hmm. and then because I think that there are some women that they wouldn't feel comfortable telling their partner about that yeah and I they th- they feel more comfortable telling a friend about it yeah well and, and I think that I, I think most men are conditioned well I don't know if I'd say most some men are conditioned to when a woman says something negative, they typically do one of two things. They either immediately disagree with that negativity. Oh, you're perfect. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do anything, which is a lie. <laughs> They're lying through their fucking teeth. Uh-huh. But that's better than the second option, which is where they're like, yeah, you know, I didn't want to say anything. I know. But you have gained quite a few pounds. And uh-huh. You probably would look a lot better if you lose weight. Um, so <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. One's clueless and one is overly careful. Mm-hmm. I really just took the middle ground of it and was basically like, well, if that's something that you want to do mm-hmm. and you need any kind of help, I, I have a little bit of base knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um but it's up to you if you want to do it. So I, I still just kind of made it about you, mm-hmm. but made it supportive at the same time. And I didn't do that intentionally. That's just how good of a fucking dude I am. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. 
should have. Oh my gosh. But but it was it was just an easy response. Yeah. Uh-huh. At the time. Um, well, and, and you know, I think that I think you even saying that I think that a lot of some women would be like wouldn't like that response though mm-hmm. too. I think what do that most women want to hear. You're fine the way you are. Probably. Well, then they don't really want to make a change. I know. And I, I mean, thank God, like, I don't know, because I don't, I was not fishing for a compliment, a compliment yeah. or anything. Like, I really wanted to change and I did not like the way that I felt about myself. And I don't it, it, it always is like you hitting your enough point mm-hmm. for, you know, whether it is with fitness or a bad relationship or whatever, like. It's that person. It is that person's decision, mm-hmm. really. It wasn't your decision to to make me get my shit together and right. and get my help back. But um, but I don't know. It's like you need to you, but you do need to open up to your partner about that about mm-hmm. that stuff if that's if if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. And if you, and, and not only, you know, just not only like going to the gym type fitness, I mean, you should tell them about, you know, I I mean, I, my mom died of cancer, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, you got to talk about these things that, you know, kind almost not, not necessarily worry you, but, um, but have those tough conversations. Yeah. What am I doing to give myself the best chance? Because mm-hmm. we, we say a lot of times, you know, bring the best version of yourself. Um, and we, we mean that from how good you look and how well you take care of yourself. But there there's a more deeper part to how good you take care of yourself. Uh, because you don't know what's going to happen down the road. Mm-hmm. And, and people that, you know, have not taken care of themselves, people that don't have stamina, people that carry a lot of body fat, people that, that are obese, people that have a high-level BMI, when they get sick, I mean, we saw this with COVID, but COVID aside, heart disease, mm-hmm. cancer, all of these other diseases, when you are overweight, you have a much higher chance of passing away from that disease Yeah. than if you're healthy and you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that... And yes, we know that there are other, that there are physically fit people too yeah. that this happens to, but... More times than not, people that are overweight don't, they can't, they can't, yeah, they can't, they can't fight it off Mm -hmm. as well as someone that is physically in shape. You want to give yourself the best chance of survival for anything, Mm -hmm. including a zombie apocalypse. (laughs) We all saw Zombieland. You remember what they said about the fatties getting taken up first? Yeah. Um, Cardio. Right. I know, I know, I know. I just have to run faster than whoever. <laughs> yeah. And so so I think that, you know, it, it is that, you know, you, you said having the tough conversations about it. Um, I, I think just, you know, being able to be candid with it, not, and I mean about yourself, not about your partner. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not yeah, saying that you should I go know. up to your partner and grab their little belly fat and be like, hey, what's going on here? That's like a new thing. I know, I hate that? that. I hate that. I don't like it. And that's, that's so mean. It's like, we're so comfortable with each other. I know. Well, and, and I, oh, it just irritates me because there's like so many people that, that like comment on these dumb videos and are like, this is so us. This is so relatable. I'm like, mm-hmm. really? You guys are pretty shitty to each other mm-hmm. if that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> if that's your idea of flirting with each other. Yeah. Okay. Like, I would not, I would not want someone grabbing my little rolls mm-hmm. and i guess that's the thing too is like most of the women get irritated when the dude does it mm-hmm. but i wouldn't do that to to you if you had rolls yeah. either you're like that's mean mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I, I don't get it you know i think that you know it, it ties so well into the future because if you're not taking care of yourself there's no point in having conversations about what you're going to do in your senior years because mm-hmm. they're going to be very short if you make it there at all Mm-hmm. Um, and, and unfortunately when it comes to taking care of yourself, it, there is no, I told you so mm-hmm. because you die. I know you're gone. <laughs> I mean, yeah. There is no chance to fix it. There is no, I don't have to hear about it. And it's so funny how you see people that like 
willingly choose not to take care of themselves out of spite, almost. That's so dumb. Like, well, society thinks I need to be a size whatever. Fuck you. It's like, okay, you're not hurting anybody but But yourself yourself. when you have that attitude. Oh, my gosh. I know. You know? How many obese people do you ever see in a retirement community or in a nursing home? Mm -hmm. None. And and, and the, the way that we have changed as a society, how larger everybody, I mean, we've talked about this quite a bit. When you, I mean, when I went to school, I had one fat kid in my class. Oh, yeah, I know, me too. Now there's like one skinny kid in every class. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you hang out, especially certain areas of the country, when you drive through when school is about to pick up in the morning, it's just a bunch of pudgy little fat kids. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the hell is going on? I know, um, I know. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. I, don't I know. Want to head down that that uh, fat ass rabbit hole. Skip that for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> thinking about your health, wanting to take care of your of yourself, though, for, it's contagious too. For for yourself and for your partner, and and you know, I mean, I don't. Know, I think that people like just kind of. I I know that food. Food, I mean, I love food so much, so freaking much. But at the same time, like, I know that it's not healthy for me to have all of the bad food that I want all the time. And you, you have to, because I think that people are like, well, like, but we enjoy going to nice dinners together and doing this and that. Like, well, yeah, you could do that every once in a while, but like not every night Mm -hmm. and take care of each other you know make a health make healthy meals for each other and you guys will be able to enjoy life and everything else as you grow older together it's it's so funny how i feel that this is so opposite i think that people that don't take care of themselves are very selfish Mm -hmm. because they're doing it for very selfish reasons because they like how food tastes because they don't care what people think that because they don't want to deprive themselves and and it's actually more selfless mm-hmm. to take care of yourself so that you can be there for all the people that love you and all the people that care about you that you know your spouse included but you know I see I see it more and more now with women I know that are you know so glad that they're becoming grandmothers and you know, can't wait to see the grandbaby grow up and it's like well good luck with that i hope you you're get not to see him as you're long not as taking you can. care of yourself yeah yeah and it's like i know because you know, it's not only it's not only your future it's, it's yeah everyone around you's future too mm-hmm. your kids your grandkids like and you are, said are you telling me you don't care enough about them to take care of yourself mm-hmm. that's how i would flip it around well the thing is is ca- that they don't care enough about themselves and that's 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 the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Yeah. They don't, so, I don't. They, yeah. They're not gonna care what anyone else. But if you if you worded it that way, though, they maybe would be mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh, you're right." Yeah. You want to sit there and act like you care so much about them? Well, prove it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. I know. And so, like, talking about about your health and and everything like i think that going you the longer that you stay healthy the longer you're going to be having sex with each other Mm -hmm. and sex is a a big thing for all relationships that you should be having Mm -hmm. good sex you should be having these conversations about sex Mm -hmm. and uh again if you're if you're not taking care of yourself you're probably not having good sex you people that don't take care of themselves are not some people can't have have sex i mean there there's so many studies and stuff pointing to men who are obese that have erectile dysfunction mm-hmm. um that you know so many Mm-hmm. And and so you know, obviously for men, erectile dysfunction. There's some. There's men that uh, don't have 
a lot of testosterone mm-hmm. um being yeah, not taking care of yourself fat is a testosterone killer mm-hmm. um and and so that and that that's one of the things that I, I have guys reach out to me all the time asking me what do you take for your testosterone i don't take anything mm-hmm. i don't have any testosterone issues um and and i attribute that by staying in shape and being healthy naturally cuz mm-hmm. i've had guys that took either hormones or steroids or hgh something mm-hmm. and they were like well yeah now my testosterone's shot and i can't get it up well mm-hmm. You're 28. Why do you ruin the rest of your adult sex life when you've maybe been sexually active for 10 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. what are you thinking, you idiot? Um, so I, I think that, you know, that fitness thing definitely ties directly into, for men especially, mm-hmm. um, sexual performance, sexual endurance, um, sexual desire. I think the desire is really both. I think that, you know, we've talked about a lot where uh, a woman who doesn't feel comfortable in her own skin, doesn't feel comfortable with how she looks, doesn't feel comfortable with how she appears, you know, naked. And she's like, you know, why would anybody be attracted to this? I don't want to have sex Mm -hmm. because of how I look. So it is tied tied directly to that. But I think even that aside, having conversations about the fun stuff. Mm -hmm. What is it you like? What is it? that turns you on what is it that you want to do what is it you want to experiment with i mean those are all converse you can't be tight-lipped about sex mm-hmm. did I you think say I that did a really good did pun you? there did you do that to. purposely i was gonna say <laughs> um about sex and have a great relationship you, you just can't Mm-mm. and and you know we've talked about how men overvalue bad sex we talk about how women don't appreciate sex because they're not you know climaxing or getting off or they're not enjoying it once again those are conversations that these higher tiered great couples have Mm -hmm. they talk about sex they they talk about you know they probably talk during sex too Mm -hmm. but you know they talk after sex is over they talk before sex happens they it's it's just a common topic of discussion um that's not taboo and it's not uncomfortable just like all these as we said these aren't uncomfortable forced conversations these are natural things that occur in the just vernacular and communication piece that that that, you know these great relationships have so i think the the comfortableness and the ability to open up with one another Mm -hmm. and, and talk about it whether there's humor about it or seriousness or sexiness behind it is is absolutely vital yeah oh for sure yeah i know well so like i know that i kind of uh, taking a step back to the health piece for women um with sex i have i've worked with multiple women that have had hormone issues before they work with me as a nutrition coach Mm -hmm. and then them getting proper nutrition they 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 don't have any more hormone issues. Mm-hmm. They are now wanting to to have sex more often, and because so many women blame that stuff, mm-hmm. blame it on, oh well, I just have this and that, or I have a thyroid issue, or mm-hmm. all of these things, and I blame it on a a bad diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because if you have a good diet, and obviously with these women, they have a good diet now, yeah. and everything is way better. Mm-hmm. Their sex life is better. Everything in their life is better. But, um, but I think that because because you know so many people talk about men and how men aren't able to you know get it up and and have all of those issues, but. I think it's just as important with the female too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, having those fun conversations is even better mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with the, with having, I mean, why, why wouldn't you want to have a, a flirty conversation with your partner mm-hmm. and want to, I don't know, just, 
be able to have that connection. Right. And it's just, it makes everything in your, in your life and your relationship just that much better because you have that, that intimacy, Mm -hmm. that intimacy, both physically and mentally right with each other well and and it's i I think a lot of it is a reflection of and i know it's it's probably cliche for this but it's absolutely true i think that that's a reflection of when you're you're truly with your your best friend who happens to be your sexual partner as well Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of these conversations that you know, guys don't really talk to other guys about this, but the girls talk to other girls about this. Now that girl's talking to her man about it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's exactly what you want. Yeah. You shouldn't be having better sex conversations with your girlfriends, enjoying sex conversations with your girlfriends more than you are your husband. You know, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be having a conversation with your girlfriends that you haven't had with your husband. I know. And that happens all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And so, but I think that that, once again, it, it is, it does, and to your point about the intimacy and the connection on there, that's exactly what it is, that mm-hmm. you're, you're that connected and you have that deeper level of intimacy that it's, once again, it's not, it's not off limits and it doesn't feel like you're forcing those conversations. Mm-hmm. It's, it literally is, I don't even know how they come up. Yeah realistically you know mm-hmm. it's not like hey let's have a talk about our sex life it's not <laughs> yeah. there's no preamble there's no. no setup it just happens yeah um and i don't think that that's you know if you aren't having these conversations obviously it's not going to be organic because it's yet because it's not organic right now mm-hmm. um so it's probably going to feel forced initially mm-hmm. initially because you have to yeah. if you aren't talking about it you have to yeah you should be if you want if you want to be a great couple and and have all of these things if this is the only thing that's missing you need to have those conversations Mm -hmm. you need to be doing all of this you need to be talking about all of this stuff yeah all every single one of these is just as important as the next Mm -hmm. and it should it i don't know and you need every single one of them Mm -hmm. it's not you can't you can't lack any of this. Yeah. Yeah. They're all inclusive to this type of relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it's always nice, you know, whether you're, you're when you're having these conversations already and you hear something like this, you're like, oh, cool. Well, I feel validated. Mm-hmm. And, and if you aren't hearing that or you're hearing one or two of them or three of them, but not all four, that gives you, it kind of helps you identify a gap that you may have. Yeah. That you, you need to have a conversation about. You need to get comfortable talking about mm-hmm. um and you're not going to get comfortable by talking about it or talking about it by avoiding it mm-hmm. you need to have it you know and i, I know we, we kind of talked about it before but i i think these type of topics any topic that may be a little tough to have uh initially or 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 feels forced i know i i don't like to say have fun with it but there are if you don't just want to be like hey we need to sit down and talk about this have fun with it get mm-hmm. You and your partner get, you know, we'll use this for example. There's four topics. You aren't talking about these four topics. Write all four down. Mm-hmm. Get four different kinds of beer, mm-hmm. four different kinds of wine, four different kinds of tequila, four different kinds of whiskey. And you can go buy the liquor store and get the little tiny bottles of whatever. I'm not saying you got to go buy four $60 bottles of anything. Mm-hmm. Sit down with your partner, pour a glass of whatever, and each different kind cover one of these topics yeah i mean you could do that with fun stuff too you could each like you know write down you know, hey we're each we, we got we're gonna taste these four different things right here uh, let's each write down you know a handful of topics we'll draw them out of a hat and see what we're gonna talk about and, and make them fun make them goofy make them sexy mm-hmm. make them serious whatever yeah. it is and put them in a hat pull it out and that's what you're gonna talk about while you drink that specific drink yeah yeah so it's a good icebreaker and yeah. oh, it can make sure. it fun and yeah yeah i know yeah <laughs> we um, and we have fun with all of this stuff too because i mean obviously we have a drink while while we discuss everything and share all of this stuff with you mm-hmm. um but we you know we have fun with 
with a certain little things too and do the and and have our own type of tastings and stuff like that yeah um but i think that that's a that's a really good idea i think that for to for people to kind of break the ice and obviously you know i know that there's people that are that are sober and that wouldn't do that but Mm -hmm. i mean for those of you that do like to to have a drink and and everything like we do uh have at it i think that that is a really good idea it's fun yeah Yeah. i think it'd be fun Mm -hmm. a lot so yeah all right. Well, I don't have anything yeah. else. I mean, to add. it was kind of cut and dry with yeah. the the four topics, the four conversations, the four subjects. What do you want to call it? Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, these top great couples are having. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, um, as always, thank you all so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks. Thank you.